there. Welcome to Say Brother Radio. This is Barbara Barrow Murray. My radio folks call me Lady B. Welcome back. It's good to see you. Good to hear you. I would like for you to uh, meet a old friend of mine. She's young, but a friend of mine from a few years ago. I was counting last night doing the math. It was about 13 years ago that she worked here in Boston with us. And um, I was really, really happy that she was there. I was sad when she left, but she came back in full force to visit us. She's on Zoom. We want to see her in person, but we're going to take the Zoom interview. Her name is Taja J. Glover Harrington. I can't drop the Glover because they don't know who you are. So I want to make sure they know, even though she only goes by Taja Harrington, she's here as an author, no less. Taja, welcome to Say Brother Radio. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I'm excited. I, I'm just behind, behind her. You can see her book. She's the author of Redefining Healing After Divorce. Now, that's something that should perk everybody's ears up. And right down around her waist, you might not be able to see it. It says, step-by-step, a step-by-step guide to healing and transformation. I think I'd like to start right there. What is the step-by-step guide? Tell us about this. Okay, so the step-by-step guide is essentially a breakdown of the steps in an order to find healing. So when I was healing post my divorce, so I've been married twice now. I'm in my second marriage, but in my first marriage after the divorce, um, I went through a healing process and I didn't realize it at the time. That's what I was doing. But um, after reflection and writing and processing everything that happened, I was able to then pray and seek God and have a step-by-step guide so that you can then go through your emotions and your feelings and what went, what went wrong, what happened so that you're not necessarily bouncing from here and there and everywhere to find healing, but you have um, a a guide essentially to say, okay, these are the first, second, third steps so that you can then find healing after your divorce. Okay. So I want to bring us back to give this some focus. Um, I said you hadn't worked here in about 13 years. What were you doing in that 13 years? What happened? Tell us, <laughs> tell us something we want to know. Tell us something we need to know. Okay. About- so in the 13 years, wow, has it been 13 years? Um, well, I moved back home to Virginia and I ended up uh, meeting a guy and we dated for about six months and we got married. And then the course of our first year of marriage, I got pregnant with our daughter And um, after she was born, we went through some rough patches financially and different things went down. Um, But after she was born, I started to notice that he was drifting, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, He had gotten a new job. He was hanging out with friends that I didn't know. And um, I noticed the issues and risks and problems in our relationship were starting to form. And from that, it turns out that he began to cheat. And in the course of our trying to fix it, heal, I'm not, 
I was trying to fix it. I think he was trying to move on. I'm not really sure what his motives were, but he had gotten another woman pregnant with twins. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, and he still didn't really want to let go and say, okay, let's get a divorce. It was still like, he wanted me on the back burner to wait until he was ready to do marriage again. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I then had to make up in my mind this needs to end. I deserve better and I need to move forward. Uh, And in doing so, I began to write and I created a blog at the time called um, Raising Standards. And I think my first post was, uh, I married the wrong man. Um, So from there, (laughs) uh, I began to write and shortly thereafter, my divorce became final. And I started to pray and seek God and I went on a fast. And during the fast, I was like, God, what's my purpose? Like, what do you want me to do? And during that time, he said, right. So from then I began to shape and piece together what is now redefining healing after divorce. Initially it was like a memoir, but uh, I'm not that exciting (laughs) in my everyday life. (laughs) Uh, And so uh, it it grew from there into a, a book focused on how I was able to actually move on and move forward from divorce. Um, I'm a child of divorce. My parents divorced. So I saw how they handled it and how it affected me. And I wanted to, I wanted to do it differently. I felt like divorce is tragic and toxic and hectic enough. We don't need to make it worse with our actions. Uh, And so I intentionally handled my divorce differently and in a way that I know most people will look at me and be like, you're crazy. Why would you do these things? You should be mad at him. You should lash out. I had friends ready to slash tires, but I really, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I intentionally wanted to do it in a healthy, uh, a healthy way for my daughter so that she didn't have as many of the hurts, uh, traumas, and pains that comes with divorce as typical in the world today. What is your daughter's name and how old is she? Oh, her name is Phoenix and she's six. Beautiful Phoenix. Yes, we have to uh, keep the positive in the front of our minds all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, all this stuff that you just ran down to us is... Uh, quite uh, tragic at points and uh, wouldn't expect it, wouldn't expect it from anybody really, but it happens and it happens frequently. So, um, I mean, the, the having twins outside of marriage is a little deep, but it does, things like that do happen. Uh, stops you from lying, that's for sure. You can't say you're not doing anything, uh, but it's, it's really wonderful that you've been able to spin that around into a new life. Um, before you left Boston, you had just gotten a master's degree from Emerson. And um, you should be congratulated for that, number one. Thank you. Number two, making it out of that, what turned out to be a troublesome marriage, going into another marriage, uh, 
your second husband, I also met. I absolutely love him. You, you, you just, you hit roll sevens on that one. He really is a wonderful guy. And the fact that he's also supportive with your book is important too. Tell us about what he does with your book, what he did with oh, your book. He is, oh, okay, This I can gush. Um, he's amazing. So even in just me writing the book and me healing, he, he and I met at work when I was going through my separation and the divorce. And my husband, the entire time was just, I want you to heal. I want you to be better. Even if our relationship doesn't work out, I want you to be better than you were when I met you. So he's always encouraged me talking about what happened, processing what happened and just healing from it. So now that the book is finished, he designed the cover and the spine in the back of the book. He did the graphics for the end designs for inside of the book. He built my website. <laughs> he is uh, directing in the creative team for all my promotional videos and social medias. Uh, he He's everything. He's my backbone, my support. When I'm nervous or freaked out or like, I can't do this, he's he's right there to say, no, it's good. You can keep going. Um, so he's he's my rock. <laughs> That's wonderful. Wonderful. Congratulations for that move. That was a Thank very you. positive move. I want to show everybody this book that she's talking about. You know, it's a beautiful cover. Wonderful, wonderful work. The picture alone makes you want to open it and go to it. So I would, I'm not supposed to encourage you all to do that, but um, you can see what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay, so um, that's, that's the FCC rules and guidelines for BNN. By the way, let me just say that this is BNN TV channel 23. And for radio is WBCA 102.9 FM LP. LP means low power. Uh, so there, you can only reach it in this region, but you can also go to uh, bnnmedia.org. So for friends and family that you want to see this show or any of my shows, Monday night at 8.30, if you can't get BNN TV channel 23, you can also go, like I said, to bnnmedia.org. Um, okay, so at this point, uh, I want to talk about this piece here, which is phenomenal. The titles of the chapters. Now you can't see that, but I'm going to read them. It says, admit it, you're hurt. Pray, pray, and pray. I surrender. It's time to forgive. Getting closure. Boundaries. Communication is key. Preparing for next. Healing doesn't stop. Now, we, can, we don't have time to go over all of them, but I want to start with the first few. Um, admit it, you're hurt. Is it difficult to admit that you're hurt when you're going through this divorce place in your life? Uh, <clears throat> I would say yes. For me, uh for others I know who've gone through divorce, admitting, even just saying you're getting a divorce is hard. Uh, just saying to the world, like this thing 
that at one point I'm sure you were so confident and so sure and wanted to convince the world about was real and saying it failed. It didn't work. It's hard. People don't want to admit when things don't work out. Like that's just natural human nature. So then to say you're hurt, like for your ex to know, like this not working out hurt me makes you feel vulnerable and makes you feel as if like you're not safe. It takes away, it makes you feel you're not safe. But I found that in admitting that I was hurt in admitting my vulnerabilities, I felt safer. I felt I didn't feel prisoned by the hurt. I felt free to say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is real. Uh, So it it prepared me to say, okay, I don't have to be trapped by the hurt. Um, A lot of times I think people ignore or try and numb hurts because we don't like to say what thing, when things bother us. Um, And I think that's, that's the source of a lot of problems. It's like, if, uh, you're in like Alcoholics Anonymous or any type of program, the first step is to admit you have a problem so you can mm-hmm. move forward. Your first step in healing is to admit you're not okay. It's I'm, I'm hurting. It's the, it's the same thought process and concept. Okay. That's enough to whet your appetite. <laughs> um, I want to go to the very next chapter, which is pray, pray, and pray. Tell me about that. What is that? Is this is this a biblically based book or what is that? Pray, pray, and pray. Okay, so it is. It is a biblical based book. So my thought process is, I want to take the Bible and apply it in practical steps, because um, a lot of times we read the Bible or we, uh, if you believe in God, you believe in God, but you don't necessarily apply who God is and what the Bible says to your everyday life. Like they're two separate pieces. Um, But I found that if you read the Bible and you apply it in practical steps, then it helps you move forward. So pray, pray, pray is a lot of times when you're hurt, when you're upset, when you feel like God let you down or he abandoned you or this thing that you pray for and you want it so bad, he didn't let it happen. You're mad at him. And you feel like, okay, well, I'm not talking to you anymore because I can't trust you because you didn't grant me my wish, almost like God is a genie. And so pray, pray, pray is in spite of feeling like that, in spite of being mad at God, you still have to pray. You still have to seek him. You still have to know he's real and trust he has a plan for all of it. So I want, I don't want people to get so caught up in their emotions and in their hurts that they forget that there is a God and he is real and he can't help. Now, I have a curveball question for you. Okay. What what if you don't believe in the scriptures, you don't believe in God? What do you do then? I believe even if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in the scriptures, it still gives you the hope and the belief that there is better on the other side. Um, even if you don't believe in God, there still is life on the other side of your pain. There is life on the other side of your divorce. And it's only if you get stuck in the pain and stuck in the mindset, like 
I'm angry or I'm bad or or mad or embittered or have that chip on your shoulder, that's when you get stuck and you don't release or have access to what's next or what's better for you. So it's also just a call to believe there's more, a hope. So you're suggesting that whether there's scriptural, they believe in God or not, they should pray anyway? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Pray, or if you don't pray, just believe and hope that there is there is more for you, that there is a next. Okay. Does meditation count? I believe meditation counts as well. You think that could help them too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, we have uh, I surrender. What are you surrendering to? What is that? <laughs> Surrender, I surrender is also a biblical principle. It is no longer forcing and trying to manipulate and make what you want happen, happen. It's kind of like when people say, I'm just going to let the universe take care of it, or I'm just going to um, not worry about the outcome and just see what happens. It's saying, I don't know what's next but I'm trusting that it's going to be okay. So I surrender in the biblical sense is, okay, God, I trust you. I don't know what your will or your plan is for this, but I'm believing it's something good. And I'm, I'm out. I'm not, I'm not trying to force myself into this situation, force what I desire to, to move life forward for me. Okay, I'm going to jump to getting closure. What okay. is that? Getting so we all talk about um, in relationships. You want you want closure. You want uh, you need to let this relationship go and move on. There's like tons of relationship magazines where they say you know take all your items and burn them so that you don't even want them anymore. Like the waiting to exhale, blowing you know cutting the car on fire kind of mindset. Right. <laughs> Um, but for me, I found that getting closure has nothing to do with the other person. Getting closure is a decision you make for you to say, this didn't work out. It's okay. I need to let it go. Um, it's not about them apologizing. It's not about them acknowledging they did wrong. It's not about them validating your emotions. It's about you deciding this didn't work. It hurt. It sucked. But I'm not going to be prisoner to this anymore. I'm going to let it go. And, and choosing that for yourself. Okay, good. At this moment, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Um, Taja, will pick up where we left off. You're doing well. I think people will be very excited to read this book. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Say Brother Radio, and we are with, joined with, Taja J. Harrington. Um, I want to uh, ask you to pick up where you left off, and um, you speak about boundaries. What boundaries do we have in this experience? Um, 
I believe boundaries are based off of uh, it's a situational base. But for me, I needed boundaries so that I wouldn't fall into the trap of, okay, we're getting along. Okay. Um, things seem good, tricking myself to thinking we're getting back together and we're not like I needed to protect myself and I needed to protect my daughter. So my boundaries were based on what's going to keep me at peace and continuing to move forward and what's going to create the least amount of toxicity for my daughter as possible. Um, So I created six boundaries that are just kind of a guide for people to create their own or if they feel like they're practical for them, they could adopt them for themselves. Or if they are like, that doesn't really apply to my situation. I need these types of boundaries just to help them kind of get an idea of what boundaries can look like. Um, Give us an idea of what what boundaries look like. What are they? What did you use? So for me, my boundaries are, um, I don't bash my ex-husband. I don't speak negatively about him and I don't let others speak negatively about him. For me, I didn't want to constantly be reminded of the negativity or the bad or why I should be angry because I was trying to let it go. So it was, okay, yes, he messed up. Yes, it was wrong, but we're not going to dwell on that. And if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. (laughs) Uh, Next, I intentionally don't keep him away from his child. That's her father. Yes, we didn't work out. He doesn't, he's not causing any actual harm to her. So if he wants to see her, he he is more than welcome to. Um, their relationship is their relationship and they have a right for that to be cultivated in a way that makes sense to them. Also, I don't want to be blamed later on in life and my daughter's looking and it's like, mommy, you did. No, no, no. That was you and your dad. I'm not in it. Um, So I try to keep the peace with him, uh, have open lines of communication, respect that he is her parent, understand that I chose to have a child with him. So at some point in my life, I felt like he was a good enough parent and to give him the have, let him have the right to be a parent. Um, and then I keep positive relationships with his family as as well, so that she, my daughter, doesn't feel like she's missing out on family or experiences or anything because he and I aren't together. Excellent, excellent. Very good uh, guidelines to work with. I'm going to go down to the last one because we only have a few minutes left. Okay. Um, healing doesn't stop. What do you mean by that? So. I thought I had healed from the divorce and I had moved on. I was remarried. I was free. And then I realized that people would ask me about the divorce and they would ask me, well, why'd you marry him? And I would get upset and I would feel defensive. Like I was being attacked. And I realized that this is something that I'm always going to have to deal with. That's always going to be a part of me. And there's going to be moments when I'm not okay. Uh, For example, my ex, got remarried as well. And he had another child with his new wife. And that hurt me to my core. And I can't even still really express or explain why it hurt me. It just hurt. So I had to he talk got married to after you got married. He got married 
<laughs> he got married literally the day before I got married. Oh, that doesn't uh-huh. sound coincidental. Uh, probably not. <laughs> uh, he oh. knew when I was planning, but he did get married the day before I got married and then had a ceremony uh, several months later with him and his wife. I was getting ready to say something, but I can't say it because it's chauvinistic. Uh, <laughs> I'll just let it go. But that's really interesting. It I is, th- isn't it? I think you'll say, oh, for this, I shouldn't talk about that. can't talk about that. I think your interest in this book will be exceptional. I really do. We're down to the last two minutes. I want you to tell us for one minute what you really want people to understand and appreciate from this book. Um, there's a few things. First, I want people to understand this is not a bash book. This is not a tell-all, I hate men, marriage is bad, I'm going to tell you all the juicy drama of my uh, previous marriage. This is not that. This is a book of stories from my marriage, stories from the Bible that help you progress and move forward. Uh, I was very intentional on writing so that I didn't want my daughter to one day pick up this book and be angry at her dad. I didn't want that. I didn't want it to be something to where if people read it and saw her one day, they was, it would cause her heartache or pain. I also didn't want to jeopardize his life now and who he's becoming with his family and his wife. So that's first. The next thing I want people to really understand is especially if you're a Christian, this is a God-centered, God-focused book. I could not have healed myself if it was not for God, if it was not for me understanding who he is and then him teaching me who I am. Uh, And I believe when you read this book, it will show you who you are. It will bring healing to you and allow you to grow and progress and move forward. Even my mom has read it and she will call or text me and just be like, oh my gosh, Dodge, chapter three. Girl, this was so good. You say it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, you know what's working when mom calls you. That's for sure. Yeah. Listen, we're we're out of time. I want to thank you. Uh, congratulate you. Thank and you. And I'm so happy that you have joined us on Say Brother Radio. I look forward to your next book. You did tell me you're going to write another one, right? Yes. Okay. So viewers and listeners. Another one is coming. So we look forward to Taja J. Harrington coming up with another book. Oh, um, and if you want more information, you can go to TajaJHarrington.com. Fantastic. TajaJHarrington.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for listening and watching. This is WBCA LP 102.9 FM and on your radio dial and BNN TV channel 23. Thanks for watching. Thank you, Taja. Thank you, James. Thank you uh, for being here. Thank See you, you next time. Us. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.